It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's a sports, sports rush, rush with, with Brett Ruff. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Older than Tuesday. It is the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, four to six. I am Brett Rump, along with Adam Lundy in the producer's chair, and we've got a special guest in studio we'll tell you about in just a second. Coming up later in the show, though, Zach Osterman from the Indy Star will be our special guest. He will join us around 520 this afternoon, but as I said, right here in studio, we have a special guest, of course, Every year, the Mastodons have a big fundraiser, and it's become this huge event, and it's casino night, and you've probably heard me talk about it. It's uh, usually the very first Saturday of November, and uh, whether you're a booster of the Mastodons, you just want a fun night out, plenty of people come on out. They enjoy the gaming. They enjoy the uh, auction. Some people enjoy the auctions more than others, including my guest. Uh, but he is uh, the winner of the bidding, I guess co-winner officially, of the bidding on being a Sports Rush guest host. He is here today to talk all things sports, at least the three that he knows about. <laughs> From Christopher James Menswear, you hear us talk about him. It is the one and only owner of that fine establishment, Chris Lambert. Chris, how are you today? Oh, very pleased to be here. Thank you. Well, I hope you're pleased because it cost you a few bucks. It did cost me a few bucks, yes. I, uh, I'm going to have to be, watch what I do next year. It doesn't cost me quite as much every day, because, but, but it does cost me putting gas in my car to get here. But other than that, uh, I enjoy it, so I hope you enjoy it. Of course, show. it's a great time. Great time for you to be here. Because who are you a fan of? I'm a long, long time, long suffering Detroit Lions fan. The Lions. So we found the second Lions fan in this community. We had Justin Cohn yesterday, and Chris is in here today. We may have expired all of our Lions fans tickets for this week. Uh, by the way, do you know very many? Uh, Mike Moss yesterday. We heard from Mike Moss, who's a long time. Uh, Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, but I do. Actually, a gentleman at the uh, Acura dealership. I uh, went and talked to him yesterday. I didn't know this at the time, but he has season tickets. So he's uh, supposedly put in the list for next year. But he uh, showed me a little uh, a video they took at the game on Sunday, and he oh. said it, it was incredible. It had to be insane. And, of course, the crowd didn't want to leave knowing that no. that was it. That yeah. was their farewell to their team for a great season. And uh, regardless of what happened Sunday. And I wonder... As far as the motivation going into that game, of course, you've got the Super Bowl on the line. But for a team like Detroit, where the expectations are not for them to go to the Super Bowl, the expectations and the hopes really from the Detroit fan base, even the Detroit media, is can this 
can this team win a playoff game? Exactly. That's all I was hoping for. As I say, it's house money right now. They've gone further than I thought they would. It's, it's great to see. The city really needs a winner. They've, they've supported bad football for many, many years. See, and this is what Detroit fans are telling themselves to prepare and to not be let down too much on Sunday because they've already had, they've already established that this season was beyond their expectations. Uh, it's only the second time that the Lions have made it this far in the playoffs and they got blown out by Washington. But, you know, in some ways, Chris, I kind of think, though, that a, that a fan base who sets a bar and the team gets above it, everything above that is kind of gravy. It's icing on the cake, however you want to, uh, whatever metaphor you want to use. But the reality is, does it does it take away that edge? Where, you know, because for San Francisco, it would be a major disappointment if they don't win this because they go into the playoffs, the number one overall seed in the NFC. So they're the favorite to make right. it to the Super Bowl. And it would be a disappointment if they don't make it playing at home. For the Lions, they've already satisfied everyone. Except I think you're right. I think the fan base is more guarded, but I don't think the players are guarded. I think the players, you know, bought into Dan Campbell. You know, if you listen to his uh, post game. A speech he made to the team was very emotional, telling him what they've done, what they can do. Uh, I, I don't think the players are satisfied. They, they now realize they belong. And get down to four teams, anything can happen. <laughs> and at this point, they haven't broken any kneecaps, so that's a positive. No kneecaps broken. <laughs> well, unless you've been the opposing tight end. Yeah, I've yeah. taken a few of those out. Uh, of course, uh, how about that uh, landing Zach Ertz as a tight end? Uh, two weeks into the playoffs. that's It's kind of crazy that the NFL allows that because injuries are part of the game, and often they can be devastating at this point where you're competing for a championship. And voila, you lose a guy like Laporta, and there's a guy yeah, sitting that's... on the sideline on his couch. Of course, the Browns found Joe Flacco sitting on his couch, and now the Lions are trying to do the same with Zach Ertz. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Ben Johnson does with uh, you know a, a better backup tight end so we run a couple two tight ends that you don't know yeah i mean he's he's an offensive mastermind yep uh and a, and a big upgrade and it might be the end of ben johnson by the way in uh, detroit i yeah. think there's some other teams that are very anxious to consider him for their head coaching opportunities which you know it, it, he may have been the top candidate until you all of a sudden had guys getting into the mix like pete carroll bill belichick Jim Harbaugh, and now all of a sudden Ben Johnson might be the fourth or fifth best right. flavor. And, you know, and it's it, hard because you can take you know um, virtual interviews, but he can't leave the team. Right, right. You know, so it's it does kind of put him at a disadvantage. And of course, the defensive coordinator, the same boat, right? I think well, if teams know though that he's the guy that they've got kind of pegged at the top of their list, the question is, will someone else get him before they're able to hire him? Right. And uh, that, that'll be the, the big question. Of course, the Tennessee Titans uh, made their hire. They pulled the offense coordinator out of Cincinnati. Callahan is heading down to Tennessee, which Callahan was the offense coordinator for Joe Burrow. And now he's going to go down to Tennessee, work with Will Levis. So that will be interesting. And look at the, this AFC South, the division everybody wanted to make fun of before the season started. The AFC South may have the brightest future of any conference because it seems like already a couple of the coaching hires have been nailed with uh, D'Amico Ryans down in uh, Houston and Shane Steichen in Indianapolis. 
It also looks like, and, and I know it was a small sample, but it looks like Anthony Richardson's the real deal for the future of the Colts at quarterback, and there's no question C.J. Stroud can play down in Houston. And uh, then you add into that, Jacksonville didn't go anywhere. They'll probably have a bounce back next year with uh, Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback. If Tennessee can pick it up with now an offensive-minded co- uh, coach, where, of course, uh, Rabel was a defensive-minded coach. Uh, it's interesting to see what the future is going to be in the AFC South. It could be very interesting for many years in that division. 46862, Sparkview Sports Medicine text line. Questions, comments, or suggestions. Last night, a historic performance in the NBA. Of course, I am talking about John Conchar. <laughs> <laughs> What, did you expect something else? I, I no, thought there was something no. maybe in Philadelphia that happened. He didn't have 70. Uh, but John Conchar had his third straight start last night. I mean, we've got to prioritize on this show. We're, we're a Fort Wayne-based show. We don't talk Philadelphia first. We've got to talk Fort Wayne first. And John Conchar had a heck of a night. Six points, five rebounds, four assists. That's good enough by itself. But how about this? Five blocked shots. For a 6-5 guard, he blocked five shots in an NBA game last night. It's got to be some kind of record, right? I'm putting it down as one. <laughs> I don't care. To me, five blocks, just as impressive as 70, maybe. Are you going to go see him this weekend? Maybe not. Uh, I hope to get down to see him. He's going to be visiting the Indiana Pacers this weekend. Hope he doesn't block five shots this weekend. Uh, <laughs> always wish Conchar the best. Always fun to watch when he's getting 27, 28 minutes. And he's uh, the last three games for Memphis due to some injuries. He's been in the starting lineup and he's gotten his opportunity. And, you know, I know how unselfish he is. But as a fan, I sit there and say, just you got to take yours. You, you got to go to the basket. You got to get yours once in a while. He's not a guy that'll take a bad shot. No, he's never going to hurt you. Uh, and it's not a bad shot because sometimes he doesn't take a shot. It's like, shoot the ball. And and when he does get in position, he's made some acrobatic circus shots. Last night he had one where he got fouled driving down the lane and he went up in the air, got contact, and then kind of threw it out with his left hand, a little English off the window. Uh, he You know, he can make those shots, but he is totally a distributor, a teammate first kind of guy, and that's the way he was when he played with Purdue-Fort Wayne. But those type of numbers, and I mentioned this on X last night, that those type of numbers are the numbers we have been accustomed to seeing when he was playing here at Purdue Fort Wayne and NBA scouts were coming and watching it. Right. And I, I came on this show talking about uh, whether or not he would be drafted. And Adam, I got some pretty nasty text at the time. You sure did. With some people that were quite adamant that I had completely lost my mind. <laughs> and now, they were right, but not yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. They, need to be a they were specific. right, but I did get this right. Uh, no, seriously, it's, it's like, well, we're talking to the NBA scouts directly that are coming and watching him play. And, you know, statistically, he was averaging 16, 17 points a game. He was averaging eight rebounds. Uh, I think four and a half, five assists. You know, the numbers weren't going to blow you off the page. But the way he made his teammates better and the way he saw the floor and the way he managed defensively to be in the right spot to take away things from the other team's offense, 
NBA scouts who came to the game, took notes. Those are the things they saw. They're right. basketball people. They right. understand the game. And they said, this guy's something when you see him in person. Well, there's a lot of guys that you can, that can shoot and do this. And at some point, what's going to separate them? And here's an unselfish player who does these little extra things. I remember talking to his dad after a game and saying, you know, he, yeah, he had a lot of points. But I, I thought his assists were even better. Yeah. Those passes he'd make. Yeah. Like you said, to set up his teammates. Well, and, and a lot of times he would set up those passes. Like he would be, like things that they, they talked about as an NBA scout. They said the way he moved defenders to get teammates open. In other words, he'd be up at the top of the key. He would take one dribble off to the right just to draw a help side defender closer to the paint so he could skip it to the opposite corner in that left corner and have that guy get five extra feet of space to be able to shoot it. Simple things like that that... That people that know the game and can really study it, they appreciated it. And that's what Conchar did almost subconsciously. Yeah, it was a gift. And he was, uh, I'd like to see him get him back here for a John Conchar <laughs> night. I, I know. It, it really would be cool to have a John Conchar night. And, and it, you know, obviously with the basketball season, it's very difficult to do. Ben Matherin did make it back to Arizona to raise a banner. So uh, maybe he's waiting for the banner raising. We can raise the, it'll be the only Mastodon banner at the top of the Coliseum. We would have to raise it and right. get John Conchar to come <laughs> in. Unfortunately, the trip he makes that's close by, like the Pacers were in Phoenix. And so uh, Matherin went down to Tucson the day before and got his banner raised. Unfortunately, he's in Indianapolis on Sunday. And the Mastodons don't have a home game until next right, Wednesday. Right. So I know. The, the timing the, doesn't. Yes, that, that's tough. But I mean, let's raise a-, a banner for Conchar. That's I'll right. Start, oh. I'll start the crusade. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So maybe we should talk about what really stood out in the NBA last night. And that's Joel Embiid. Yeah. 70 points. Now, you know I'm not a big Embiid fan. No, you're not. Uh, I don't believe in Philadelphia. I don't believe in Embiid. But last night, I got to give him props. Because he was pretty outstanding, especially going against a seven-four guy Ooh. against Wembanyama. Yeah, he kind of uh, what did he initiate the rookie a little bit? A little bit. A little his bit. performance was seventy points. He was twenty-four of forty-one from the field, twenty-one of twenty-three at the foul line. He okay. does go to the line. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I can tell it till I'm blue in the face. If you're a big Learn how to shoot free throws. Yep. Okay. If you're a big man, get 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 your tail to the free throw line <laughs> and practice because big men are going to get hacked. You're going to spend a lot of your basketball playing career at the free throw line. And uh, if you want to be out there at crunch time, if you want to be uh, take away the other team's incentive to foul you when you go up for a dunk, what you do is you make them pay with free throws. They're not as likely to hack you. It's not a hack a center when you've got a center that shoots 42%. And so all I all I say is if you're a big, make your free throws. Understand that in the future of the game, when you're, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, if you're going to be a big man and you know you're going to grow into a big man's body, practice free throws. I'd like, I'd like throws. to see the stat on that if you take... Take guys six ten and bigger. What what they shoot? What their percentages? I'd be curious. It, it yeah it is. It just seems like why do guards shoot free throws so well and big men don't? I mean I know they release it higher. Is there some kind of math that is involved? That Physics. where they yeah that where they release the ball 
is I, that I get my protractor out. I can probably you know <laughs> try to help you here. figure out the angle of yeah. release and everything. I mean, it, there's a lot. If you look at some of the worst free throw shooters, Andre Drummond mm-hmm. it comes to mind. Shaquille O'Neal comes to mind. Um, it, it, most of them are, are the big six nine, six ten, six eleven, seven foot guys. And it's like, why? <laughs> because they probably practice dunking all the time. Which when you they don't were, really need to practice when yeah. you're that big, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've seen a few miss this year, but we won't talk about that. Not to, um, yeah, just not to be outdone. Carl uh, Anthony Towns gave it his best shot last night. He scored 62 on 21 of 35. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, too. Uh, he gets 62. Nobody's talking about it. Wembanyama had 33 points. Nobody cares. And in the same game, someone had more than double he did. That's just crazy. Yeah, so a rookie goes out there, puts, what is he, 18, 19 years old? Young guy, yeah. Yeah, puts up 33 points, (laughs) and nobody even mentions. Just crickets. Crickets. It's funny to think about, right? He he can't go into a bar. He can't, <laughs> yeah, he can't no. rent a car. No, no. He can't no. rent a car. No, he's, he mi- he's, in the NBA. he's minus 37 in this head-to-head matchup last night. <laughs> and he scored 33 points. <laughs> oh, boy. But what a night for uh, MB. Not only did he have the 70 points, he had 18 rebounds, nine offensive rebounds. And the thing that impressed me was he had five assists. Yep. So there were five times he decided a teammate had a better shot right. than he did. I was like, wow, uh, you score 70 and you're still dishing it five times to open teammates. How many minutes did he play? Ooh. You know? uh, I don't have that. I'll find that out I, for I have you. all these stats, and then the guy that we invite in for a guest host you spot know. decides to throw the I'm like the a, silent, a silent shopper. <laughs> you know, you come in and make sure you're doing your job. Yeah. I, I watched you at, uh, at Cleveland State the other day. Man, you had, a, you had enough <laughs> information there. I don't know how you keep it well, straight and, he only and played talk at the same time. 37 minutes. So, I mean, it's a lot, that's, but it's not 40. It's yeah. not like they burned him out on yeah. one night. 37 is, I mean, 35, 36 is probably his normal. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, Chris is referring to Saturday. Oh. <laughs> I got I to tell the story because uh, we were trying to determine where is Chris going to sit? He might be our only fan who's made the trip to Cleveland. And so, do we have him sit in the in the seats uh, by himself? No, that wouldn't be right. He made the trip all the way to Cleveland, so we're going to give him front row VIP. It was nice next to me. <laughs> so he, you know, part of the deal, he may not want to drive anywhere else because he had to spend two hours listening to me yak. But he, uh, so I told him, I said, you can act like you're the color guy, and you'll get in, and you'll sit right there next to me, front row. And so he played the part perfectly. We walked in. He acted like he was doing color. The other broadcast team comes down, asks questions. Chris is telling him like he's been calling the color all year long. Yeah, that was the best part. The guy's wishing me a safe trip home. Good luck on the year. And I'm like, hey, I'm a nobody. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you. Two weeks. He's going to be here in Fort Wayne calling a game for the Cleveland State Vikings and see you over there in the front row giving the referees hell. Was that the same guy that was a color guy? Yeah. I got fired. Tell me I got fired. fired. Road color guy. Yeah. Yeah. He got fired for the performance. Say, uh, at Cleveland State, he got all screwed up and put his microphone up on top of his head on his headset. But, uh, yeah, you got the chance to kind of see uh, as an observer yeah. what it looks like to I actually noticed my microphone was off the whole time with the Cleveland State game. That <laughs> it, was, I think the FCC was. called in and it was. made that as a suggestion. It was. I uh, I was going to play a game with you, and at one point when the official made a questionable call, I was going to go ahead and just push your mic on for fun and see what happened. <laughs> but uh, decided not to do it. But, uh, yeah, it was fun because we sat there and it... It kind of gave us chances to 
to fist bump a few times on some big shots that the Dons were hitting. But uh, I had to it, apologize to you. I said in the, in the first half, I kept hitting you and something good would happen. And <laughs> we got a break. I said, yeah, Brett, I'm sorry. I just um, get excited. And usually it's a person sitting next to me at the game at the Coliseum. And you're the guy today. <laughs> it's usually usually his wife. Right. And she's, like, getting, she's getting, uh, you know, punched throughout right, the game. Right. It's like, oh, that's geez. nice. Uh, but uh, it was fun having you hang out with me Thank at you. the Cleveland Thanks State game and, uh, and and check things out. But, yeah, so I have what's called a game board where I go through and I get the roster. But I also, on that board, I've got all the stats. I've got note, notes of, you know, a streak that a guy might be on if he's hit a three in six straight games or if he's, uh, you know, seven for his last 12 from three or something. I mean, I have all kinds of notes that I can incorporate into the broadcast. And I told him before the game, I said, I put all these notes on here. I probably will not use half of them. Uh, but he got to sit there, and every time I would mention one, he would then know, ah, that's one of the notes that's he had. That's one of the notes. That's yeah. right. That's so right. You, you effort, effortlessly get him in there and the flow of the guy. I've been bragging about you to people. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I thought I mean, I thought a trained monkey could do this job. I've done a very well-trained one. And actually, they can do it better. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, but uh, we've got Chris in here hanging out with us up until uh, 6 o'clock. Oh, you don't know this yet. This is one we're throwing at you today. Uh-oh. We play a little game called Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. Oh, boy. It's a game we started on this show. What have we done, Adam? A year and a half? A, little, a good while. I mean, your record is 67 and 14, so however long that's been. That's 80-some uh, weeks, and I had a few weeks off, so yeah, it's been at least a year and a half. There you go. And so I am 67 and 14. Now, John Nolan did this, and he's 1-0. and He's 2-2. Two and two. He, Or no, oh, he's 2-0. and I'm sorry. 2-0. Two two and and yeah, 2-0. and and did Shannon Griffith agree to do it? He has he has not done. Oh, a time he capsule. he conveniently forgot to do it on his Tuesday. You know it happens. Well, in addition to bragging about your uh, broadcasting uh, play-by-play abilities, I said, "Man, this guy plus he knows everything about every sport." <laughs> I said, "I have a limited skill set. I know oh, about three teams, and that's it." So uh, you don't. We've we got to bring him in more yeah, often. Yeah, don't inflate his yeah, ego too much. We, Chris has to be here more often. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we're going to play this game okay. Tuesday time capsule trivia, and what it is is Adam pulls five events, sports events that all happen in the same calendar year. Now okay. he will give them to us one at a time, and you've got to think, okay, that sounds familiar. What year was it? You guess what year, and you go head to head against a caller. To see who wins. Wow. wow. Now, my record right up there, yeah. 67 and 14. And today, it is your chance to play. What do they win? What's the. Win uh, win? It is a large pizza to pizza hut to anybody who calls in and participates in Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. And there's no actual prize for winning. Occasionally, okay. we get an extra prize we'll throw in. Tickets but, or, yeah. Yeah, if we get some tickets or something. But uh, generally, it's just call, have fun, play. And that way, if you win or lose, you're still leaving you with a consolation prize because it got to a point when we offered prizes for them to win we were never giving away the prize uh so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we finally decided we just should give them a pizza there anyway. you go yeah, yeah that's good, good yeah call. so uh so we'll play some tuesday time capsule trivia coming up later and uh while you're here i want to also talk about this uh 50 off sale that that's you old news brett Old news. Old news. I said, because of my Lions' success, I've decided we're going to go 60% off 
all remaining fall winter sale merchandise starting tomorrow. <laughs> at Christopher James Benzler. That is our breaking news. That's sounder. right. We just broke some news. Get to Christopher James Menswear tomorrow and be first in line. Because one of the things about this is this is not uh, this is merchandise where there might be some one of a kinds that exactly, are left. Yeah. And, you know, so you want to be the first one to be able to pick and get your choice of size and everything. So do not delay tomorrow. What time do you open tomorrow? We open at ten. Cash so, register uh, start ringing at ten oh one. Yeah. So uh, get out to Christopher James Menswear and get sixty percent. I, I got to change my notes right. here. It is now sixty percent and. Now, does that mean if the Lions win, we can start taking more off next week? You know, week? we'll see. We'll see what happens if that uh, they can beat San Francisco. I, uh, I'm not a sure. I'm not sure I can afford them to keep winning. Uh, but uh, no, it's, we want. You got to clear some merchants out. Spring goods yeah, coming yeah, in. I mean, once every thirty some years. I know. Years, I know. I, mean, I know. Who knows if I'll ever have to do this again? You know, you've got thirty years to make it back <laughs> before you have to worry about the discount. All right, again. Brad. That means full price for you. <laughs> I, I like it. It is Christopher James, the big. Sale normally around the big game, but they've actually upped it to give everybody an early opportunity to save. So tomorrow, 60% off on a lot of the winter and fall merchandise that suits, sport coats, pants, denim, sportswear, shoes, and more. Do not miss it. Get out to Covington Plaza and check them out yourself. Christopher James Menswear, Covington Plaza, West Jefferson, a block west of Getz. This is Maria Marcasano, head women's basketball coach at Purdue Fort Wayne, and you're listening to The Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We are back on a Tuesday edition of The Sports Rush. I am Brett Rump along with Adam Lundy and a special guest in the studio today, our sidekick, Chris Lambert from Christopher James Men's, where, of course, we've got to be able to talk about it a little bit. It's the Lions advancing into the conference championship game after their win over Tampa Bay. Wait a minute, my heart, my heart, I'm having Yeah, a, yeah, I know. Elizabeth, this is the big one. <laughs> a, uh, now, now, I got to ask, do you have any kind of special ritual as far as where you watch the game? Do you have a favorite seat, couch? Do you watch upstairs, yeah, downstairs? I do. Huh. I do. I have, I have you, a specific chair at home, and this weekend, I'm going to be in Dallas on a buying trip. Oh. And traditionally, on that Sunday night, one of our vendors is kind enough to take us to this great barbecue place. But I had to break the news to him that uh, I'm, I'm going to be missing that barbecue this the, Sunday night. The barbecue place doesn't have the uh, uh, TVs? Well, they or put us back in this special room and they don't. Uh, so, you yeah, know, it's, you uh, wouldn't yeah. be fun company. No, I mean, again, they might be... Th- you know, I'm 61. I might be 91 the next time this happens. So I, I better... I, I told gotta him I got to commit to it. In. Yeah. So uh, coming up Sunday, it is the Lions and the San Francisco 49ers out in the Bay. Of course, uh, they didn't make it easy on themselves against Tampa Bay. It seemed like they had chances to kind of put it out of reach. They just never got that. It's the Detroit Lions. That distance. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought this is so typical Detroit Lions football that they're not going to make it easy on their fans or on themselves because, you know, Tampa Bay had a possession with a chance. I was surprised they went for two. And I know I saw Mina Kimes defending the fact that the yeah. two made such sense. I don't get it, quite honestly. Yeah, that, I, I I know the numbers say that, uh, and but I don't know. I mean, I think you take away some momentum from your team. Yeah, I think there's a certain level of confidence you have if you're down seven that you got a chance to tie or win the game, not lose it, tie or win the game. If you need eight to tie, that's, that's you need that's eight pressure. to tie. Right. Then all the pressures yeah. on that two point conversion uh. play. 
and and the thing is if you're if you're confident you can get it the second time then run it on the first time a better play than what they ran <laughs> right that uh corner fade which had no chance. Plus, you might get the referee that did the Lions the Cowboys game a few weeks earlier. And you might you make, make get it a real nice hard little call you. there. Oh, speaking of officials, this is a good time to throw this in. We now know who is going to be the referee for the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, for those of you that don't follow, the NFL officials that are the uh, the officiating crews that work the divisional matchups that we just had this weekend. One of those referees will be named the Super Bowl referee because they always get the conference championship games off. That way, they're not working one team or the other the week before the Super Bowl. So it's always this week when they decide among that group who is going to get the honor of being the Super Bowl referee. And for the third time, it will be Bill Vinovich who is going to be the referee for Super Bowl 58. (laughs) <laughs> is is this is do we hit the do we hit the sounder no i'm i'm just when, going through making sure i've got the roman numeral right <laughs> it's l v i i i uh i'm like that would be 50 and then five and three well you're so, 60 years old can, do you know what that uh would be in roman numerals can you, can you, uh 60 would be is it lx is, it, is l50 l's 50 oh yeah lx there you go it's lx yeah. okay I don't know what time we at what point do we subtract it from a hundred? Yeah, <laughs> is C one hundred? What is the what is? You're looking at the wrong guy. Yeah, I haven't. I, when I live long enough to care, I'll uh, I'll worry about they, it. They they did not teach us Roman numerals when I was in school. So well, now they don't teach you cursive, right? No, no yeah, cursive yeah that's the whole thing now. Yeah, yeah. or math. Yeah. <laughs> I think they no, still, or, yeah. or on social media English. Uh, I've seen. <laughs> when did this? When's the last time this gentleman did a Super Bowl? Uh, he has done three Super Bowls. He has. And made me read three Roman numerals. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> right. Thanks, Chris. You just get it Super close. Bowl XLIX. Oh yeah, that one. That would be fifty. Oh my gosh, what is XL? IX. XLIX. I think it's an accurate Roman numeral. That would be. Uh, 49. That's 49? XLIX is the Roman numeral for 49. Okay. So he did Super Bowl 49 and around. Super Bowl 54. So he's been around. He's got, he's got some experience. Oh, oh, yeah. He is 63 years old. Interesting story about Vinovich, though. In 2007, after he was a referee for, uh, I believe, three or four seasons, he suffered an aortic dissection in the off season. And then was not medically cleared to continue on-field work. So he became a replay official. But in 2012, he had surgery that replaced part of his aorta. And they then medically cleared him to return to being a referee. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. So uh, uh, kind of a uh, success story, comeback story. Yeah, the bionic man. So, uh <laughs> He'll join uh, an officiating crew. I don't know if these names will mean anything to anyone, but it's umpire Terry Killens, down judge Patrick Holt, line judge Mark Perlman, field judge Tom Hill, side judges Alan Baines, uh, or side judge Alan Baines, back judge Brad Freeman, and replay official Mike Chase. You know, the only time we know an official's name is if he really screws it up royally. So did you hear the thing about... Some of the preview, um, might have been preseason even, or where they did promos and the colors they used and the reference to what teams they'd be like. I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, 
I thought that the the colors of San Francisco and then and Baltimore were the colors that were used when they when they were building up to the Super Bowl. You mean and, the Super Bowl logo? Or? Yes, yes. And and in in years past, it's it's been true that those teams, the colors they've used, have made the Super Bowl. I'm either really? dreaming this or I read it somewhere. You, you're not, you're not making it up. Okay, there, good. It, it's, uh, it's a, it's a popular conspiracy going around online right now that the Super Bowl logo in recent years has predicted uh, which team will compete in the contest. Just further proof for the conspiracy theorists that the NFL is rigged and it's been <laughs> scripted because they know before the season starts when they design the Super Bowl logo who's going to be playing in that Super Bowl. Well, it's not, it's not Honolulu Blue. I can tell you that. So it's, <laughs> it, yeah. So the Lions were. A great story yeah. but it's their last chapter yeah, it's, they, they didn't make the logo yeah so uh a, a few examples uh there's one that was orange and yellow so they kind of said that was Bengals rams uh there was one that was green and red for eagles uh chiefs and then this year they're looking at it there's red and purple in it so they're saying niners ravens wow well uh red, yeah because it couldn't be the chiefs because then you wouldn't have a purple right because the can't chiefs do all red no yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't have. Well, you got the purple. You so got the purple. The Chiefs play the Ravens this week, so to have it be purple and red, yeah. the only combination would be San Francisco and Baltimore. <laughs> and they are the two number one seeds. Yeah, maybe that was an easy pick beginning of the year. Well, right? but did they know? I mean, I didn't have Baltimore as the winner of the AFC. Hmm. <laughs> A lot more popular picks: Buffalo, yeah, Kansas yeah. City, oh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Those were all much more popular picks. To win. How, that, how do you have that much spare time to, re, you know, to research things like this for this to become a conspiracy? <laughs> right? Yeah, it, uh, that that is interesting, and I had I had not heard that. That's the first time I've heard it. Four six eight six two is Parkview Sports Medicine text line four six eight six two. Um, all right, so Mr. Lions fan, I'll ask yes, you a couple of quick questions. Don't look at your sheet. Um, the only time that the Lions made it to a championship game, what year was it? Like an NFL championship game or the uh, NFC uh, conference championship game? Oh, that was against Washington. And that was what year? 91. 91. I know where I was when I was crying. And who was uh, the star player for the Detroit Lions? Barry Sanders. All right. And just checking. What was the final score against Washington? I want to say 41-10. He is just nailing it. I have a very limited skill set. Now, we'll see how he does on Tuesday time capsule trivia. But so far, he's done really well with Detroit Lions trivia. Good sign. Uh, but I can tell you there will be there will yeah, not be you. a Detroit Lions thank question no, coming up on uh, no you'll have to know your Australian rules football oh, good, or something good. some ob- obscure sport that Adam comes up with <laughs> uh, in that uh, Adam do you have two do you have some top headlines yeah I sure do uh, let's go ahead and do them I know we're a little late but let's check in with what's happening in the world of sports today's top headlines with Adam Lundy. No problem. Better late than never, Brett. The Milwaukee Bucks are firing first-year head coach Adrian Griffin. Kind of a surprising move. The Bucks, Yeah, the Bucks hired Griffin over the summer to replace longtime coach Mike Budenholzer, who was fired after Milwaukee's first-round exit last uh, postseason. Milwaukee is currently 30-13 and and number two in the Eastern Conference. And get this, Doc Rivers is the leader to become the new head coach of the Bucks, and the sides are actually working towards a deal already. Another coach in Wisconsin that Aaron Rodgers must not approve of. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. You know the connection there. Oh, yeah. That he dates the owner of the Bucks. Daughter. Isn't he a partial owner of the Bucks too? Yeah, I think he got a share of that of ownership, too. There you go. Date the daughter and get some, some ownership. <laughs> good deal, good yeah, deal. Good deal. More NBA news. The Miami Heat acquired 
acquired Charlotte Hornets guard Terry Rozier for guard Kyle Lowry in a protected 2027 first-round pick today. The deal lands the Heat, a gifted scoring guard who's having one of his best NBA seasons, averaging 23.2 points and 6.6 assists a game. The Hornets will get a lottery-protected pick in 2027 that becomes unprotected in 28. There's also belief that Charlotte will look to flip Kyle Lowry. The Bears today hired Shane Waldron as their new offensive coordinator. Quote, we are excited to add Shane to our coaching staff, Coach Matt Eberflus said today. Waldron, 44, has spent 10 seasons coaching in the NFL, including the last three as the Seahawks offensive coordinator. He also has seven seasons of experience at the collegiate level and one in the United Football League. One last story for you today, Brett, in the NFL. Brian Johnson is out at the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator position, sources confirmed to Adam Schefter. He becomes the latest assistant outed from Nick Sirianni's coaching staff. The Eagles are also set to part ways with defensive coordinator Sean Desai and Matt, defensive play caller Matt Patricia. That's something that the Colts fans will have to keep an eye on because Jim Bob Cooter, yeah. the offense coordinator in Indianapolis, who uh, who is on Shane Steichen's staff, will he go back to Philadelphia? A little swap. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, don't, I mean, will he want to go back and take over the offense from Nick Sirianni? Because, see, here's the thing. Under Shane Steichen, he's never going to call plays. Under Nick Sirianni, he would be the play caller as the offensive coordinator. And for some offensive coordinators, that makes all the difference. They want to not only uh, scheme and and design the game plan, but they also want to be able to call the plays during the course of the game. There you go. Today's top headlines with Adam Lundy. Still coming up, we'll talk about the Dons. Of course, Chris, a big fan and supporter of the Mastodons. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how Mahomes impacts other teams' offenses when he's sitting on the sideline. That's coming up. It's a Sports Rush, Tuesday edition on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash radio. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Hi, it's Jim Shevlin, host of Talkin' Sports, presented by McMahon's Best One Tire and Auto Care. Join Brandon Podgorski and me every Saturday morning from 9 to 10, right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. We'll have local sports interviews, commentary, and scores from Friday night as we talk local sports of all sorts. Join us as we're talking sports, presented by McMahon's Best One Tire and Auto Care, right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
It's a new year and time to set business resolutions that stick, like resolving not to worry about payroll. Leave that to our dedicated team at Premier Payroll. Fast, accurate, and easy on your budget. We handle everything from processing payroll to managing payroll tax payments. Whether you are a business owner or an accounting professional needing to provide the best payroll service for your clients, Premier Payroll makes your payroll process simple, smooth, and reliable. Locally owned and serving Northeast Indiana for over 30 years, we won't sell your business to some national payroll company that only specializes in putting you on hold. Premier Payroll is here when you need us and ready to provide the priority service your business deserves. Fulfill your resolution to never worry about payroll again. Contact Premier Payroll and your first two payroll processes are free. Call 260-471-4661 or visit www.premier-payroll.com. Do you remember the good old days as a kid when you were sitting at home eagerly tearing open a pack of sports trading cards? Oh, the anticipation builds as you uncover rare rookie cards, autographed gems, and limited edition memorabilia. It's like opening a portal to sports history, getting together with friends that shared your passion and you'd come up with trades and exchanges or maybe even use some of your hard-earned allowance. to. Still coming up on the show, we give you a chance to win head-to-head against Chris Lambert today. In Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia, it'll be a chance for you to pick up a large pizza to pizza hut and that will come up just after five o'clock we'll give you a cue to call in and be today's contestant also on the way in hour number two zach osterman will join the show at about 5 20 46862 is the parkview sports medicine text line questions comments or suggestions <clears throat> also make sure you stream us so you never have to be away from us if you're going on a business trip to Dallas or if you're in Milwaukee, you can always follow the Sports Rush at 1380thefan.com or on the free 1380thefan app. Make sure you've got that on your phone or, of course, your smart speaker. That's a great way to listen when you're away from the radio or outside the car. Don't miss us 24-7. And if you miss a show and want to catch up, we've got our podcast page. And that's available wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Search for us by name at the Sports Rush with Brett Rump. So Chris Lambert, who is the owner of Christopher James Menswear on Covington Plaza, who has agreed to go 60% off, not because the Lions won. It's because he's here today and he's doing a special favor for all of the Sports Rush listeners. <laughs> there you uh, go. They're going to be racing into Christopher James Menswear tomorrow. Take advantage of 60% off. You know, uh... Well, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, Chris, I thought uh, we should give you some help uh, and give you a new slogan. We should update. Yeah, what do you have in mind? You know, because I, I, well, I was trying to think of some kind of a creative slogan. And, uh, you know, I I came up with a few, but uh, they probably ended up in the trash can. Well, let's let's, let's see what you have. Right now, it's we're style and service is is always in fashion. See, and that's so much better than what I... I don't know. You know, Uh, I... I, we're, We're ready for a... A reboot. I, uh, you know, you'll you'll look so nice when you dress us that they'll be happy to undress you. Wow, I can I like it. <laughs> I I can see the cards and letters coming in uh, to my store if I use that. But um, I I like I like I like where you're going. Style with a smile at Christopher James Menswear. Look at that. Well, if I had your voice, I could probably pull it off. Yeah, it, it's you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay me for the voice. That's I, what. I, yeah, um, you know, but there's got to be something clever that we can, you know, that's because it's got to be memorable. It's got to be that's, something that 
that gets an emotional reaction. I think my first one certainly got an emotional I reaction because I, I saw Adam actually something came up and out uh, when <laughs> I said that. Yeah, that was my emotion. <laughs> that, was, that was the emotions from deep in your belly. Uh, 46862 is Parkview Sports Medicine text line. 46862. No, seriously, great clothes, great fashions. I mean, you you certainly do look and feel better. And so much of business, especially on a professional side, is just feeling the part. And you do feel the part. And you feel like uh, you get a little added boost of confidence when you put on Christopher James menswear clothing. And so uh, I would highly recommend you check it out. Don't be shy about going in, seeing what the store is all about. Uh, ask for Chris. If you want to meet Chris, he'd be there to help you. We've got a great team. Um, yep. It's and, you know. Truthfully, it's one of the best times of year to shop. It's it's just things we have left over. You know, we don't have a well. The thing is, none of your none, your none of your none of your styles are like closeouts where they're not in fashion no, anymore. Th- exactly, it's nothing's old. This everything that we have on sale is it, we get we got in this July. It was yeah, started in winter. Goods came in. I mean, so I saw the pullover uh, quarter zips yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's like yeah. they're very stylish and and be perfect for the rest of this winter oh, and yeah, next year. going into yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah, it won't be that long and be wearing it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's it just we have to do it in our industry. We hate it, but it's it's part of doing business. But we've we've got spring goods uh, are coming in. Uh, we have a big shipment of Johnny O. Great sports rowing. We're getting a big shipment tomorrow, so we have to create physical space in our store. Well, and that's the thing is to have the the full selection of the latest merchandise. You have to clear out the old merchandise to make room for it because right. you've only got so many square feet to display. It. Right. We you know we don't have we're not a chain of stores. There's nowhere for it to go. <laughs> so you know you take your lumps, um, you lose money on them. It's okay, you know. We'll, uh, it, but that's just the way you do it in, gotta, in retail. Got to tell my uh, my buddy there, the Magnani shoe rep. Uh, love my Magnani shoes, Jimmy. Yep, I'll, Jimmy. I'll, see, I'll see Jimmy. Is, Jimmy, uh, I'll see him Friday in Dallas. We'll be looking at Magnani for fall twenty four. Great story when we were there last time with Jimmy about the time he had uh, with Nike, oh, and that yes. he was there with the Phil Knight and. Uh, Michael Jordan days and telling the stories. Yeah, he's a shoe dog. On. He's been around forever. Oh, so yeah, he's, everybody knows him. You know, he he has a great uh, sense of history in the shoe business, and he he can tell, like you said, when you know when Nike was you know, kicking off the ground when they bought Kohlhan. Yeah, I mean he's 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 seen it all. So uh, he's highly respected in industry, and he re- now he represents uh, a, a wonderful shoe line that we carry. Uh, all right, so we've got to talk about Patrick Mahomes, and you know greatness, and how to identify greatness. And we saw it with guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning is when you actually alter the way the other team plays offense because of your greatness offensively. And we saw it this past weekend and we've seen it over and over. The strategy that opposing coaches use with their offense changes because of the fear of what that quarterback who's on the sideline can do if you give him a chance to get on the field. Jeff Fisher, when he coached the Tennessee Titans, he was a perfect example of a guy who never wanted to punt. He ne- he wanted to go for every fourth down he could because he felt like any possession that you didn't score gave an advantage to Peyton Manning. Bill Belichick, he went for a fourth down a couple of times that were, you know, was just simply motivated by the fact that the opposing quarterback was so respected and that you feared them so much that they were going to come down and score on you 
that you felt like you couldn't give them the ball well, willingly. Well, growing up a Lions fan, I actually grew up in Wisconsin, so I, I had to endure many years of the Packers owning the Lions. <laughs> and, you know, I more than I want to say at the times either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, you gave them the ball back with a minute to go, yeah. and they'd come down and they would just produce. And we saw that, that exact situation where you got into the last uh, three, four minutes and the Buffalo Bills were trying to time their play calling with what they were doing, trying to keep the clock running. They were trying to get that clock down as low as they possibly could because they did not want to give Patrick Mahomes that minute, minute and a half that they felt he needed to beat them. Well. Oh, is it, we, we talked about off the air about uh, you know the Lions and the the um, Tampa Bay game where the Lions you know almost screwed that up at the end. They kept they kept taking knees and Tampa Bay had a timeout and in theory Tampa Bay could have gotten the ball with thirty seconds to go <laughs> on their own thirty if the Lions had missed the uh, the kick and and you know the Tampa Bay coach said no nah, the game was over. I've, I've never heard a coach yeah. say that. To concede a playoff game a play- that well, cost you the season. I mean, you're in basketball games to see, you know, team down by seven with three seconds to go, and they're calling timeouts. But for this in a football, <laughs> play, I, it amazed me. Yeah, the math doesn't add up, but sometimes it does. And, uh, again, the Tampa Bay question of going for two with that uh, touchdown that, that would have drawn them to six back instead of seven back, I'm like, at that point, I'm glad to be seven points down. And I'll worry about the situation and the momentum when it comes – when I need it, right. not not when I don't need it. Yeah. I, I I just felt like it was too early to go for two because I think now having that eight-point margin, I think the Lions felt like they had a built-in cushion. It's like even if they come down and score on us, we got nothing to lose because we just got to stop one right. play, right. the two-point conversion. And the, the Buccaneers felt just the opposite. It's like, man, we got to go down and score, and we've got to get a two-point conversion just to send it to overtime. Not win the game, but send it to overtime. I just I didn't like that decision. And how about that Purdue Purdue grad uh, making the interception? Right, that was uh, to finish the game. Yeah, yeah, to wrap it up. Yeah, it was. uh, It was a nice win by the Lions, and of course, Chris still enjoying that win. But there's a game coming up on Sunday as the Lions will head to San Francisco and take on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. Probably not the marquee quarterback matchup. You look at the other side, and you've got Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So clearly it's not the marquee matchup of quarterbacks, but Goff has delivered probably much more than expected when the Lions traded for him just yeah. to move Matt Stafford. I think he's at peace with himself. He, he knows what he, can, what he can do, what he can't do. Uh, he's going home, too. I mean, he was he's from that neck of the woods. Uh, you know, yeah, and... Well, and, and the thing is, he played at Cal. Yeah. And then you've got uh, uh, Brock Purdy, who I think has started to maybe get some confidence issues. I think he felt really confident in what he was doing last year, and he couldn't be cracked. This year, I think it's been cracked a little bit. Yeah. And there's still a little bit of uncertainty at times. He makes some inaccurate throws at times. I think it's going to be very interesting because I think if Jared Goff has a big day, the Lions do have a chance. They do have a chance. Uh, maybe I should hope it rains because Purdy didn't seem to do very well yeah. <laughs> throwing the ball in the rain. And the Lions have a very good running game. It is San Francisco um, in January, so right. there's a good chance that it might rain. Very good. I, I haven't checked very the good. forecast. We'll take a break. When we come back, don't forget, at the top of the hour, well, I guess it will be the top of the hour when we return. 
We're going to be giving you a cue to call in and take on Chris today in Tuesday Time Capsule Trivia. Also on the way in our next hour, Zach Osterman will join us. Plenty more. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Rush Tuesday edition on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.